and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 131 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. <laughs> I just felt like being different today. Uh, today we're watching season six, episode 21, Prophecy, a.k.a. The Tale of Two Cassandras. Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you. I was thinking somewhere along the lines of Oedipus Jonas. Oh, <laughs> Oedipus? with less sleeping with his own mother. Right, right. <laughs> Not so much mom sleeps. Or father murdering. Yeah, father murders mom sleeper. Yeah, less... That's like... Patricide. <laughs> it sounds a little like that Hamilton rap. Yeah. Father murderer. <laughs> mother sleeper. <laughs> like uh, I, I'm going to credit that. That's my inner Lin-Manuel Miranda coming out. We all have inner Lin-Manuel Mirandas. Yes. I wish. I just want to keep a Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, a little pocket-sized one. Yeah, like, there's a little in Star Wars and you have the little tiny holograms. Yeah, and, like, just so, like, I can can fit them in my wallet, Uh and then when I need them, I'm like, help me, Lin-Manuel, you're my only And he just pops in and goes... You're awesome. You're awesome. Or, or like his morning tweets where it's like, <laughs> yeah. eyes open, hearts full. Exactly. Get to it. Like, yeah, this is a little, just a little pocket Lynn that yeah. gives you happy vibes. Yeah, and then he does like a little dance. He could market that. Yeah. And just send it out to everyone. I wanted to do a silly dance. The world would be happier. Like a little silly, like, you know arm flail. I almost see him doing the, um, the gopher from Caddyshack. Yeah, that'd be, I'd yeah, be very okay with that. Just sitting there and just... <laughs> or it's like, or even if it's something very, like, uh, the Charleston-y, like, yeah, arms are flaily. <laughs> something flaily. That works. And goofy. Like a little marionette. Dance for me. Dance for me. Dance, Lynn, dance. Yeah. That's the name of my new song. <laughs> Alrighty, so... This first aired on February 19th, 2003. It was written by Joan Paul, directed by Will Waring. Um, And let's just get right out of the bat. Prophecy. Let's talk about Oedipus. Let us go to the place. And I think the most (coughs) well-known self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, yeah. At least sort of historically. Well, and isn't even the, like, the whole, um, the hero's journey isn't a lot of, like, Oedipus is one of the great examples of that. Like, I make my thing happen. Exactly. So he's the one, if you don't follow or somehow don't know, he, like, his dad got a prophecy going, hey, son's gonna kill him. And, and then... So he sent his son off, and he came back, and he didn't know his dad was, so he killed the king, married his mom, uh, prophecy fulfilled. The end. That's literally yeah. a highly complex story in one sentence. I love that. That's sentence. like Greek myths in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <Go. laughs> um, but there's two more, that I think, that are really, really well known that more people can relate to. Okay. In popular culture, two of the biggest franchises in history okay have at the core self-fulfilling prophecies okay you have star wars one of them is star wars anakin turning sith desperate for a way to save padme only to be the cause of her death because he went sith you dumb fuck yeah just just don't yeah anakin just don't be a whiny bitch just don't akin 
<laughs> Sorry. Don't akin. Don't akin. You can't Anakin. You can't akin. <laughs> Anakin, begin again. Turn around. Sorry. <laughs> um, and the other one is Voldemort. The show who not to Oh, games. snap. Yeah. He was told of a child that we born that would be a threat to his power and of his life. And so he tries to kill the kid as he's a baby so that he doesn't grow up to kill him. Yeah. And because he went to try to kill the baby as a child. Then the baby gave kills him. him the power in order to kill him later. The power of Grayskull. And yes. And also of Highlander. Harry because that can be, be only, only one. one. <laughs> Harry um, gave, yeah, Voldemort gave Harry the power of Grey Skull. Incidentally, I want to share <gasps> a the thing. The power of Skull? No, Scar Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Where the, the, his, his skull, his scar is so deep it goes into the skull. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Voldemort, this is my new theory. Voldemort uh-huh. gave Harry the power of S- Scar Skull. Yep, that's appropriate. You have to appropriate pause before you're able to say it correctly. Just think about it and then... Yeah. Push it out. Um, absorb it. I don't know if you guys are aware, but Nixie and I, along with friend Amanda, are doing a reread of Harry Potter yeah. for the summer, which some of us have fallen behind on. Um, you're more ahead than I am. Okay, but by like 20 pages. <laughs> some of us are on book five, and some other of us, like friend Amanda, we're talking to you, are like have finished seven. the series. Oh, did she finish the series? She finished the series as of two nights ago. But anyway... um. I was talking to another friend of mine about this, and yeah. she mentioned a podcast that I'm really enjoying called Binge Mode. Yeah. And they are doing a binge the mode. The I is the uh, lightning bolt in Harry Potter, it so I'm is. assuming it's about Harry Potter? It is. So is, this is, a, I guess they've done binge modes on other things. Okay. So they do binge modes on other ones. This one specifically is presented by Universal. Or okay. Orlando, which makes sense. <laughs> wow. And it's all Harry Potter. And so I'm only in the first episode, which they do uh, chapters one through five of the book, but okay. they're doing these great little, like, deep reads. Oh, cool. So if you, like us, are also rereading Harry Potter or reading it for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Um, welcome. To the first read reread um. of Harry Potter. <laughs> I like it. You know, it's been long enough that it feels like a first read where I'm like, how does this happen? I just read it all entirely like a year and a half ago, I think. Oh, uh-huh. So. Yeah, no, I it's haven't like read it since they came out, which oh, is wow. what, at least 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the middle of book five and I'm like, what does happen with Umbridge? How do we end up getting rid of her? Yeah, I literally just, I'm not even yeah. a chapter into book five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yowza. So, but yeah. Welcome to the Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> uh, there's no Harry place Potter. like Hogwarts. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Anakin and Voldemort, two prime examples of self-fulfilling prophecies in pop culture. Yes. So, to the, to the Stargate, because that's what this podcast is about. To the gate. Previously on Stargate. More Daniel! Remember how Nerity just likes fucking with people and experimenting on people yeah. to create a Hawktar? Yeah. Uh, and, and no, we did kill Nerity, right? So Nerity? All... Well, we didn't kill Nerity. Fair. <laughs> the our people she fucked killed. with. Yeah, our friends. Um, but yeah. Although in sci-fi, is anyone really dead? Yowza. I mean, in this timeline. No, Nerti's dead. dead. Nerti's yeah. just gone. Thank God. Uh, so she did to Cassandra and then all those people who previously just killed her, including Jonas on that planet a few episodes ago. Do you remember that time? Yeah. Awesome. Stick with <laughs> me here. So when we come to this episode, the team is trying to be polite with the locals. Ah, uh, yes. And their food. 
Let's talk about this meager feast. Um, I'm convinced. I zoomed in. I actually watched it on my computer. Yeah. I went full screen. And yes. I was like, what are we eating? <laughs> I've discovered that we are eating ribs in paste. That works. Paste ribs. Paste ribs. Yeah. Uh, when you end. when you kill a paste, uh-huh. the ribs are the best part the of be- the paste. Of the paste, yeah. They've saved the best part. Uh, and then they cook the it locals. in the yeah. Well, absolutely. you have to cook it in the paste blood. So yeah, so I'm convinced that these are like paper mache ribs uh-huh. made with paper mache paste. You know, you yeah. use like the flour. Yeah, that's what we're eating. That wouldn't. That would be why Jack's like, I'm just gonna do this pushing around the table thing, like I know. Yeah, kid. I'm surprised you didn't go like get some hot sauce <laughs> or like I mean something. I mean, hot sauce make anything edible. Hot sauce solves everything. Um, and uh, we, but they do see they're living in tents. There's a large mine behind them. Yes. So LRI is the leader, and Chazen is, I guess, the second. I don't know. The fart. Something. The fart. The fart. He's uh-huh. the fart. Yeah, he's the fart. Um, and he's drank the Lord Ball Juice. Uh, and the <laughs> Sorry, you said ball juice. Ball juice. <laughs> That's the nickname of this episode. Yes, ball juice, aka ball juice, <laughs> and. uh so apparently the locals spend most of the time in the mines for Lord Ball. The mines. mines. I was like, is it going to happen today? Of course it's going to happen. So uh, Sam is like, um, didn't Ball abandon this planet like a hundred years ago? Because like the Nakoda mine was dry. That's uh-huh. kind of what our intel says. In the background, you see Jonas is like having a migraine. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. He's like, I'm fine. I'm just It's hot. easy to think that it could just be, like, the gross food. That, and that's what he's but buying off as. yeah. But, like, no one's believing it. <laughs> uh, it's like, nah, you look like shit, dude. What's, wrong, <laughs> what's really going on? Uh, but Chasen just continues that, like, look, we haven't seen Ball for, like, years, but we give all our stuff to his emissary, Lord Mott. It's yeah. surely getting to Lord Ball that way. Yeah. Ta-da. Oh, and Lord Mott will be here in 12 days. Mm-hmm. Also, Ball and Mott, best names ever. Can uh-huh. I call him Lord Applesauce? Yeah, please do. Done. Uh, and with that, Jonas has a glow vision. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does. It is like a little star glow yeah, edge. It's a little, yeah, it's a little glow vision. And he he, and he overhears Chasen like, you fool of a took. Yeah. It would be madness to defy Lord Mott. Yes. And Jonas's headache is getting worse. Uh, back in the real world, LRI is like, what? Like... We have our minds are drying up. Mm. Like, what good would it be to define? They're gods, after all. Right. Are they not? We just have to give them as much as we can. And he looks to SG1 as in for confirmation. And Teal'c's like, takes a deep breath, pulls out his pamphlets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you about your Lord and Savior. <laughs> Lord Ball. not actually. Like, he does reverse, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, the reverse witnessing. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, people who who do the witnessing, they come and they knock on your door. Yep. And they're like, hey, you know, have you heard about our Lord Jesus Christ? And blah, blah. I may or may not have fun sometimes with those people. I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so he's a reverse witness. Like, yes. Teal comes and knocks on your door, uh-huh. points his staff weapon and says, there is no gods, <laughs> only Teal. <laughs> And then he walks away and marks your house, and he's like, I'm done with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He marks with that thing you mark above the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. So Chasen's like, you be cray-cray. Uh-huh. They have power. Isn't that the same thing as being a god? <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, to a certain level of people, kind of? I mean, 
When you're talking sure. about villagers who live in tents and have no technology and the ghouls. They have no other word for it. That's exactly. Fair. Yeah. It's kind of like if you saw a superhero and had never read a comic, you'd be like, that yeah. person's a god. Uh, what's And I'm butchering the quote, but um, technology that you don't understand is indistinguishable from magic. There you go. Boom. Done. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's all magic to me. <laughs> computers are magic. It's all such magic The powers. computers are God. Wait. Um, so, Elrond. Welcome, our robot overlords. I do welcome <laughs> our robot overlords. I will fight them from the inside. Take a drink. It's a Nick. It's Nick. Uh, So Elorai says that their people have an ancient prophecy that one day strangers from a strange land would Mm -hmm. come through... Guys, it's a good book. Read it. uh, Would come (laughs) through the Chepa'ai to slay their gods and free their people. And basically had a drawing of SG-1, like, in the prophecy. With a little staff weapon. Uh It's a little stick man. One little stick lady. Who they put unexplicably in a dress for no reason (laughs) other than to distinguish that it's a lady. Well, they put some some gold hair on it. Yeah, that's true. They put some... And then they they put a little gold thingy on the tallest and the biggest of the stick figures. Uh, And Chazen responds with the exact line that Jonas had his vision of. (laughs) And Jonas is like, Hmm. I got to get out of here. Things are not okay. And he starts to get up. And he doesn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, something's put something in my blood. <laughs> is basically what happens. And credits. I know that feel. Just recently this week, I had one of those feels in the middle of the night where it's like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> uh, I didn't make it. I didn't I didn't make it. I live here now. Yeah, I'm on the floor. I live um, here now. Nothing feels better when you're sick to your tummy than the cold tile floor. It, I agree. Nothing feel you're just like leave me here. Uh-huh. I need to live here. I live here now. Yeah. This is my home. And it's so nice and I want to sleep and here it's forever. Cold. <laughs> yeah. Um so Mott is a canonite god of death in the underworld. Oh. He's not just an applesauce anymore. She's not just your average applesauce. Which I'm like, that's an odd thing to name your applesauce after. I want that's an applesauce. Not that's not what yeah. applesauce is named I want an applesauce that's called Death of the Under... Or what, what did you say? Uh, God of Death in the Underworld? Yeah. I want an applesauce called Death in the Underworld. I would eat that applesauce. Death. What are you eating? Death. <laughs> the side of Underworld. All right. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Um, well, maybe the red applesauce is death, and then the green applesauce is underworld. Oh, I like that. Because I love green applesauce. What's in the green applesauce? Is green apples. <laughs> it's green apples. I are smart. Because green apples are the superior apples. Oh, I'll fight you. I will fight you with apples. I do, I do like a good green apple for all needs cooking. Nope. Um, but I cannot eat a green apple for the life of me. Good. I will give you all my red apples. Oh, you I don't. give me all my I have, green apples. I have no, no friends with red apples. I am a fan <laughs> of a of a honey crisp. Okay, honey crisp are okay. Piss, uh, pink and yellowy. Yeah, those are okay. Yeah. Um, but if it's a red apple, that's welcome to redder. the merits of apples podcast. If it is, an, it is an apple that is redder than a Honeycrisp, don't even put it in front it of me. Get it out of my face. It's not going to get eaten by me. Get it out of my personal space. Um, <laughs> but he is actually associated with Lord Ball often in uh, in mythology and yeah. Canaanite mythology. They actually have this great back and forth of insults. It's like you will serve me. No, you will serve me. No, you will serve me. <laughs> Do you think it ever becomes like, let's just be best friends? No, I think at one point there's something about Mott devouring Ball. That sounds <laughs> awesome. 
I'm just going to eat all my enemies. That's what happens back in the day. Yeah. It's like, I don't like you. I'm going to eat you. you Maybe that's like Stormy's mentality. Maybe that's why he eats everything. Probably. I don't like this. I'm going to eat it. Well, it's like, if we're going to go back to Harry Potter, it's like the the sort of Gryffindor takes on the powers of anything that it steps. So basically, Stormy just absorbs the power of whatever wood like he it. eats yeah. and just becomes more indestructible. Is, yeah, that's about appropriate for and our dog. more susceptible to termites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> Hopefully the flea and tick medication also works. When your dog gets infested by termites. So, yeah. So whatever properties cardboard has, he uh-huh. must have like tenfold. Like he you can, can build store, a fort of stormies. He can store <laughs> a lot of things. You can ship a lot of things in the stormy. Yeah. The boy loves his cardboard, like to the point where a package arrives, which luckily for me with my medications, I get packages once a week. Often. A package comes and he's like, that's mine. And he'll sit patiently and wait for a piece of cardboard and then leave. And and Kaylee, Kaylee will take the paper towel. She gets a paper towel roll every once in a while, yeah. and it'll amuse her for about five minutes. Yeah. And then she's done. I'm done, human. Yeah. Next, please. Next, Entertain please. me. Nice. Um, so we come back from credits. Welcome uh, to the cardboard podcast. <laughs> Where ball defeated Mutt. Got it. Mutt yes. ate ball. Yes. Uh, we come back. We're in the SGC corridor with yeah. a great security camera feed to real life camera shot. Yeah. This whole scene is really great. I love also that it goes into the West Wing. Yeah. F- walk forward with I Janet. Love any walk and a talk. A walk and talk is the way to my heart. It, it really is. Yeah. Here it is. Um, so Jonas is looking himself again, and mm-hmm. Frasier can't really find anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's healthy and good looking, but... She, she does she goes full mom on him, mm-hmm. and I really think he enjoys it. Like, A little tiny we part don't, of We him. don't know what Jonas's backstory is as far as his parents do, yeah. but I feel like he's like, I'm sick. Yeah. I take take care of me, even though he's like not like doesn't want to be yeah i think a part of him really enjoys it which i can't blame him i can't blame him if janet was momming me too i'd be like can i get some more shoes yeah (laughs) whatever you need she's like the most mom she is the mom on the show she's the mom she's mom the mom so after knowing what happens to the others on this planet who are studying the quadria Mm -hmm. she's like i just went ahead and did an mri anyway yeah. And there's a little weird part of your brain that's going on right now. Yeah, some strange is happening. So Jonas is like, yeah, I'm fine. I just got dizzy because the food was shitty mm-hmm. or something. I Look, I didn't tell you guys this, but I had a lot of shots before we <laughs> ate with one of the guards because he was questioning my manhood. So we went shot, 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 and, shot. And they're, and they're, uh, they're homebrew. Yeah. Uh, f- Moonshine. Yeah. Is strong. Yeah. He went full um, Marion in Indiana Jones. Let's just let's just say I think we can agree that Jonas does not have a high tolerance. Oh no, Jonas and like <laughs> Jonas and I could go drinking together and be like, I've had one. And he's like, me too. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, Jonas. Let's go be ridiculous. I cannot see that Jonas has a high tolerance. What's what I find interesting is I can't decide how high of a tolerance Teal'c has because <sighs> the man either never drinks, yeah, and like wouldn't have a shot or the man just drinks all of it and doesn't get I think any. He's, he's like, like a dwarf who is it is it like um I'm trying to think of the superhero who the alcohol doesn't do anything to them oh it's flash because, yeah 
Yeah. So Flash. he's basically like Flash. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm going to drink this all day. Nothing's going to happen. All day. So to him, it's no different than drinking water. So he doesn't bother. That's why I can't decide which yeah. of the two. If I mean, now now he is juniorless. He is before, juniorless. Before, like, basically, Junior would get drunk and he's he'd just, be fine. Oh, that's a good. Jonas could have been his filter. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Done. We just need we need a comparison between Junior and non-Junior tilt drinking. Yep. Let's do it. I volunteer for tribute. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer to be junior. So in the briefing room, um, SG-1 is doing their thing, mm-hmm. briefing their way. Uh, according to the Tok'ra, Ball did abandon the planet P4S237 mm. over 100 years ago. And Ball doesn't get any shipments from them anymore. Mm. So they're basically going to assume... As it's basically easy to assume that Mott's just keeping all the shipments for himself. Why wouldn't you assume like, that? Pretty That's obvious. what I would do. I'd be like, yeah, give me those things for a ball. Yeah. Um, and so he is all this, this Nakwita now uh, and could be plotting a move against Ball. I love the idea that he's hoarding all this but doesn't actually know what to do with yeah. it. So he's like, what the fuck do I do with this I just shit? have all this. I know it's important. It's like if somebody gave me steel. Yeah. Like, I know steel's important and expensive, but yeah. I don't know what to do with it. So, like, what? I'm just storing steel in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I know, I just don't know how to get it from generic state to usable. Yeah. Do I need a forge? What, what do, do I, I need? do? How do, do I do this? Do you forge Nakwita? Like- yes, a Nakwita forge. You you find some dwarves. You find a dwarven enclave. Okay. And then you say, make me things. And they use the power of a sun. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, powered by Peter Dinklage. I like it. And it's... <laughs> and then Thor comes by. And then Thor comes by. I like and it. And focuses the sun power. He's anyway. beautiful. <laughs> So Sam thinks that since Ball has forgotten the planet, if we free the locals, then they're basically hopefully going to be forgotten by the system lords and no one will come and take them back over. Yeah. yeah. You bright sunshine. Oh, boy. Of a, of a woman <laughs> with your cheery, optimistic the, the sweetest things. And that's all well and good, Hammond says, but none. this is all just an exercise unless they actually asked for help. Right. We can't force help. Yeah. And Jack's like, I we're mean, messing with the prime directive. It's like, sir, that's a different show. <laughs> Got it. Just kidding. It does have star in the name. Yeah. Uh, Jack is like, well, they winked at us. Sort yeah. of. They, they sort of almost asked for help. Maybe. Yeah. All of this, Jonas has another glow vision. Yeah. Uh, of Jonas looking at his notebook and, and Sam. And by glow vision, we don't see he watches the show glow in his in his visions. Although that would we be really fucking cool. We have started watching season two. Yes. We're an episode into season two. I, yeah, I just finished the first episode as well. Guys, yeah. watch glow. It's so much fun. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, uh, Sam comes in wondering if Jonas wants to grab lunch with her because mm-hmm. it's Mexican day. <laughs> Yes. Good job. I feel like Sam's very, like, Pollyanna in this episode. I'm assuming it's Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. It's, it's Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, he comes out of the vision and no one really notices that he was gone. Uh-huh. And, uh, they're like, well, if Mott, you know, doesn't arrive on the planet for 12 days, then they're gonna go hunting for intel. Yeah. He's got 12 days to hunt. Really? So, Jonas heads into his office. Really? He sees his notebook. Yeah. Sam immediately walks in, asking for lunch. What is the drawing on that notebook? Um, I vaguely recognized it, but I forgot to look it up. It's it is it's a goddess statue. I think I've seen it before. Okay. And if it's if it's something original from a planet, it's 
a derivative of one of the guys, isn't there? Got it. But I but I was more I was I think I was more taken aback because I'm like, did he write over the drawing? Because it looks like there's notes on top of it. It's like sacrilege. He may not write in your books. Although I am a don't write in your books person. I will say this. I (laughs) do have a couple books I've written in, but They are duplicate copies. I have a du- I have a copy of Lord of the Rings that yeah. is solely a for highlighting copy. and noting and cross referencing. Got it. I am a I am a tab person, a post it tab, mm-hmm. uh, and then you write on the tabs. I do also. To me, there's a difference with a textbook, yeah, versus a book book. I have weird rules. Um, my textbooks <laughs> I have text written in. Oh, gotcha. And references and stuff. Sometimes That's it's fair. sticking out. Sometimes it's written in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I get it. I get it. I am a big fan of tabbies, tabby things. Uh, those of you who played D&D with me. <laughs> yeah. Which tab? The 47th tab the is 40, the one you're looking for. The 47th blue tab. Because <laughs> the blue tabs mean these things specifically, and the yellow tabs mean this other thing. Yeah. Uh, they're tabbed by character. See, I, I tab things to know where to go look for the notes. Got it. Yeah. Done. Um. Anyway, so Jonas is like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, it's hmm. just deja vu. You'll be fine. Um, it's normal. Yeah. Um, people basically say it's caused by sl- split second delay in sense perception. <sighs> well, so most pe- no science kind of uh, says that deja vu is actually your brain sort of misfiring. And instead of experiencing a moment as okay. it's happening, your brain misfires and acts like it's recalling a memory. Oh. Which is why you get the sense that you've seen this before is because your brain is it's experiencing it. the wrong it. part. It, well, it's not. It's almost like it's indexed it as a wrong thing. Yeah. So Got instead it. of you seeing everything and sensing it and your brain going, alrighty, current experience, file it away. Yeah. It's coming in and your brain's like, wait, is this, what file is this coming from? Did we pull this from a file? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, basically. Maybe your brain is so fast that it's like, we had already filed this as it happened. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, And there's various studies, but... um, <laughs> I just love this these numbers on Wikipedia so I'll full admit as I normally do I did not go to the actual um huh. um journal publications to double check uh, these sure. numbers. One study said that two thirds of the population experienced deja vu. Okay. The other one, the greatest number in the world. Somewhere between 31 and 96% of the population experienced. Oh. oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that, wow that number makes me so happy what I is the room for error on that <laughs> i didn't even bother to go look it up holy moly because that number made me happy <laughs> for horrible reasons I, I, i'm no pro i'm no pro at this <laughs> but the, the 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 part of me that just took a statistics course is yeah. just like what uh, what no. uh, huh yeah what, no huh? that's that's not right. So what's the standard deviation? 60%? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Somewhere between none of the population and all of the population experience All of the population plus 20% of the population. All of the population plus extra. Well, some non-humans yeah, experience sure. it. Uh, my dog? Yeah. Uh, big deja vu fan. <laughs> God. Um, Puppy vu. Jonas is pretty sure that this was different, though, and not deja vu. He goes... You know, it's Dacian Vu. Sorry, <laughs> that's Puppy Vu. I'm done now. 
<laughs> Canine boo. Um, and Jonas didn't say anything earlier because he didn't really think much of it. It just happened once. But the second time it happened, he's like, maybe this is a thing. Yeah. So Janet meets with Hammond in Hammond's office. There's been a second MRI. Mm. And uh, it's not... It's, it's, she's ruled out the Nequadra exposure and schizophrenia, but there's a weird spot in his MRI that has her worried. Okay. Um, and she hands the MRI to Hammond as if he knows what the fuck he's looking Look, at. Look, it's a brain tumor, and he's like, I agree. I see colors. Um, yeah, that spot's totally a brain it's tumor. Right. He's like, that's his eye socket. <laughs> It seemed big for yeah, a tumor. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I was just testing you. <laughs> uh, Janet is worried that it's a tumor, though, um, and it could be why he passed out, and it's probably best if Jonas is taken off active duty. Yeah, he gets planeted. So, <laughs> like, grounded, uh, but just to planeted this planeted, so you're, you're, you're planeted. basted. Yeah. You're basted. <laughs> we just, you uh, you get to stay on the base uh-huh. and then we uh, coat you in chicken broth. Yeah. <laughs> and orange juice. <laughs> I don't know why I like to base things in orange juice. So oh, uh, SG-1 is in Jonas's office and the blocking and the costuming you hear. Did you catch this? Is really interesting. No. The shot that we get is, is Sam... Jack and Teal'c on one side of the screen and Jonas alone oh. on the other side. And Jonas is wearing green BDUs yes. and the other three are wearing blue BDUs. Huh. Yeah, he's definitely our outsider. Yeah, I found it very interesting blocking and costume Why choices. Why do they keep doing this? <laughs> Jonas. I'm gonna cry. Um, so Jonas is annoyed with being taken off duty, as sure. he would be. And I'm confused because he's like... Something else has to be going on. Whatever Janet saw in the MRI has to have something to do with these visions. Right. And we're like, yeah, that's literally what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we don't know what it is, but it must have something to do with your visions. Yeah. Were you not paying attention? Did you not watch the last scene? How bad is your brain tumor? <laughs> Are you hearing things? Yeah. Uh, he he actually, he is hearing things. That's true. He's he is true. And hearing seeing. and seeing and experiencing. Uh, so maybe it's that weird ugly <laughs> ring he's wearing. <laughs> Kaylee's not a fan either. <laughs> Kaylee doesn't like the green. So he does have a point. Um, they're not quite buying the prophetic dreams or anything, but at the same time, he's like, you didn't believe me about the ghost bugs either. And that shit turned out to be true. So right. maybe, like, open your mind to How about to every now be and then believe me? Because yeah. I've yet to be wrong. Exactly. Um, yeah. So Jack immediately wants to know what's for lunch. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a calendar somewhere, Jack. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, remember when school, they would give you the paper calendar? Uh-huh. And you would circle the days where you're like, definitely want school lunch this day. Yeah. But I do agree. It's Jack, so he's probably food He based. lost it. Yeah. yeah. He lost the calendar. It never made it home in his backpack. Well, he doesn't get the memos either. I'm pretty sure Jack just doesn't pick up his emails. Yeah. Jack just never checks. Oh, he's got like thousands of unread emails. Yeah, he just never checks his inbox. And he's like, I don't even know what my password is anymore. <laughs> so it's not going to happen. The password is gone fishing one. Yeah. It's like fart. <laughs> fart one. Fart two. Fart three. Well, they might need a couple more characters, That's so it might true. be farting one. Yeah. Farting one. And then he sometimes has to change it, so it changes to just sharding one. Yeah. Or just names of fish. It's like grouper. Salmon. Whitefish. Yeah. 
mackerel. <laughs> um, so Teal points in, but Jonas is like, look, I can't just control what I see. Yeah. Yet. It's just flashes. Mm. And Teal points out, he goes, look, we've seen some strange shit in our travels, but never have I seen an elephant fly. <laughs> or seen people see the future. <laughs> Uh, have you? Did you see the trailer for the live action Dumbo yet? Yeah, you know? it's a little. I'm not kind of okay with it. I'm a little scared. I'm kind of not okay with it. I feel like it's gonna hurt my my heart. I can't. I'm more like you don't have to turn all of your films into live action. Yeah, like, Dumbo should not, do a Little Mermaid before you do Dumbo because it. Really, I would definitely be okay with a Little Mermaid. Yeah, it really doesn't have to be done. Like, at although all. it's been done. It's called Shape of Water. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick with that. I, I am like proudest them. of that right now. I They could do Little Mermaid if they cast Amy Pond as Ariel. She'd be good, but I feel like um, Ariel's so young. Yeah, that's true. Like, you got to get, like, a 16-year-old a player. I know. I kind of also would take casting Rose Leslie. Leslie Rose. Rose yeah. Leslie. I never remember which order her name's I going. I think it's Rose Leslie. I think it is, too. Rose Leslie Harrington. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, she could see as a Little Mermaid, too. They've, they've got the hair, but the thing is... I don't know. I don't, I don't mind her being a little older. Yeah, Maybe well, they age differently under the sea. And the personality's a little more naive. You, she can play... She, you don't know how yeah. people age under the sea? That's true. She's probably can play naive. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, Sam's argument against this whole situation, as <laughs> Sam's argument would be, is that it goes against the laws of physics. Yeah. I cannot change the laws of physics. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's not science, therefore it's not real. Exactly. So, Jonas is gone. And when he comes back... From his vision, uh-huh. uh, the Tok'ra are coming. The Tok'ra are coming. The Tok'ra are coming. <laughs> two if I see, one if I land, and two if I see. Cue <laughs> uh, all roll activation sirens, uh-huh. and 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 Jonas is like, oh, and her name is Cena. Yeah, just on top of everything else. Yeah, um, I do like Jonas's like sick acting, like his quote unquote. He's, he's a good sick actor. It's like it's good, but it's also like on the border of like, okay, Too dude, much? just go home. Yeah. If you're sick, go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, you know when you're sick at work where you actually are sick. Yeah. But you're like, I'm gonna play it up a little bit a just little because bit it's more? like, I feel a little shitty that I have to go home. Well, I, it's almost one of those where it's like, I just don't feel like pretending that I'm, oh, like, I don't feel like pretending that I'm okay. I'm just yeah. going to wear my sickness on my sleeve. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I know that one. <laughs> they they walk into the briefing room and Hammond would like to introduce them to Cena of the Tokra. <laughs> and everyone's like, fuck. And then Jonas is like, bur, 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 <laughs> air horn. <laughs> Bitches, I told you. Um, and yeah, info on Ball, great. So apparently Ball lost his battle with you. Mm. Lost it badly. <laughs> uh, who is, you is the only system lord not serving Anubis at this point. Yeah. So you, Ball, and Mott, all of these names are names that would get made fun of when you were little. <laughs> all of these people are angry system lords. I don't think that's a coincidence. And Jonas and Jonas Jack is making fun of them. Right. Yes. But it's like, that's why they're so angry. Ball. So really, we have their parents to thank. As in Bachi. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's impressive that you're still going. 
considering he's the only one fighting against Anubis. And Anubis is now pissed at Ball for losing. Uh, Which would mean it's a perfect time for Mott to make his move. Mm -hmm. And Jonas points out that if they're going to help the planet, they've better do it now. Yeah, because she's going to hit the van. Fan will meet shit soon. Ta-da! Get to it. So Jonas later on is is medicating himself with assuming some pain meds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam comes in and she's like, Jonas, we've never met that Tokra before. What the actual fuck is going she, on? He's like, I'm fucking telling you what's yeah. going on and you won't believe me. I don't know what more I need to say. Uh, she's like, look, we've never met anyone with precog abilities. Mm-hmm. He, but Jonas is like, but we've seen other psychic powers. Right. Just a few weeks ago, we were on P3X367 and Woden was... <laughs> yeah. Woden was telekinetic. Edgar was telepathic. Cassandra has powers that we've yeah. seen before. Why are we like, acting like this is so strange? I, it's a little bit strange, but not major strange. And look at the shit that we've seen. It's why does nobody course. understand me? I am an emo Jonas. Emo emo <laughs> Jonas. Uh, Sorry. like, look, or Jonas goes, Nirti had that machine for over an hour. Just imagine what the fuck he, she could have done to me in that point in time. You know, um. At the risk of making this too serious, it's like this fucked up metaphor for like, I told you guys something happened to me. Why does no one believe me? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So in the infirmary, uh, they've done a third MRI. Mm -hmm. um, And Janet can't really tell anything without a biopsy, but she is fairly sure it's not cancer. Mm -hmm. She has no clue what it is beyond that, but... Whatever it is, has also grown over 50% since the last year. Yeah, game. so regardless of whether it's benign or not, it's huge. It's huge. And she's like, we need to do surgery now because otherwise the intracranial pressure will kill him at some point. Yeah, sounds about right. So Janet tells the whole team this instead of Jonas because who cares about, you know, Let's not tell the person who's suffering. There's no HIPAA no. Uh, dealings uh, in the base. Exactly. Yeah. There's no HIPAA here. Yeah. What um, also does HIPAA extend to otherworldly yeah, creatures? Probably not. Maybe not. Um, and uh, Janet has called Dr. Sandy Van Denson. Wowza. The best neurosurgeon there is, considering Dr. Strange is missing after a car crash. <laughs> um. Let me tell you about her neurosurgeon abilities when we get there. But first of all, I do like the idea that the best neurosurgeon around is another female. I do like that. And I do because like that they power. bring in a neurosurgeon. And don't just pretend that Janet is yeah, the... Yeah, can magically do neurosurgery. <laughs> because that's not like a special skill or anything. Yeah. Any, any doctor can cut into your brain and not destroy you. But, I mean, I can do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Um, I... What was the commercial? I went... To something. There's that commercial. I went to Jared. I don't know. No. It's like, okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. What commercial? Anyway. We're going to wipe that from your brain. (laughs) Cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jonas doesn't want the surgery, though. He thinks that this is because of Nirti, and he thinks he's on his way to being a hot tar, and he thinks this weird brain tissue is giving him precog abilities. Yeah. I think I can't really blame him here. I think I might keep it, too. I'd be like, ah, let's hold off a little bit longer. Like, two plus two equals four, guys. Yeah. This Uh. is the way to go. And Janet's like, look, all that may or may not be true, but it doesn't change the fact that if it continues to grow at the rate that it's growing, it will kill you. Yeah. Also a valid point. So Jonas is like, well, maybe it'll stabilize at a certain point. 
Jack's like, how the f- Why? Why would that happen? Is it magically it's just going to be okay? It's like when you turn off the radio, then the car's magically going to be fine. Like- If we just ignore it, it will stop growing. Jack's like, because all of Nirti's plans turn out swimmingly uh-huh. for the person who yep. is changed. Yeah. No. Remember when people turned into water? Remember that <laughs> yeah. thing? I forgot about that. Um. So Teal'c is like, yeah. Uh, you. Sorry, I'm squirting the dog with a water gun. Yeah. <laughs> so. So mind you, let's let's take a, b- a brief pause. Yes. Dogs and water guns are usually a good a good way to use negative discipline because they're not fans of the water and the water yeah. guns. Stormy was immune to a water gun. <laughs> what we had to do is buy a twenty dollars super soaker. <laughs> that is the only weapon he is not immune to. So he's got a natural armor of plus water gun strength. <laughs> not I'm super glad, soaker. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Kaylee's uh, water AC is not that yeah, high. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. To be fair, Kaylee's two-handed water, super soaker. Kaylee's uh, Kaylee's water AC is so low that he doesn't have to be water in the water gun. Yeah, she said. Yeah, she just fails the will save on the water fear. Um, Where Stormy will take two super soaker hits and then be like, "Okay, fine." I'll go. <laughs> um. So Jonas wants to try to get all the intel that he can get. Um, the look. Think of the advantage that we'd have if we know when the next and where the next ghoul attack will be. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's all well and good, but you haven't seen anything remotely close. But to that. also, you can't do that if you're dead. You can't do that if you're dead, and so far you've prophesied what lunch will be. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> you haven't actually gotten anything good out of this yet. No. Um, Jonas is like, just give me time. 48 hours. Yeah. Hammond's like, you have 24. We're not bargaining on this. No. Um, he should have asked for 72. It, he might have gotten 36. Probably. Uh, and and you're also, he's sitting up the mission back to the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I already thought he was because he was already off active duty. Yeah. But for, so for that, Jack is going to take SG-1 minus Jonas <coughs> and SG-15. And Jonas is not happy about staying behind or the situation that's unfolding. So in the infirmary, Janet goes, why are you doing this, Jonas? Mm-hmm. And he goes, if even limited precog abilities are going to be invaluable. Um, Janet sort of sees this as maybe Jonas's imposter syndrome, which I yeah. fully believe it would be. Well, and it's so here's the thing. It's like Jonas has had a lot of trouble feeling useful, feeling yep. like he's fitting in. Yep. Feeling like there's anything that he can contribute. Yeah. So the idea that he's got these abilities, which as far as everyone else has seen, aren't really worth anything. No. And he's like, I can make these something. I and can it's do like, anything. Everybody else is like, this is a desperate move. Yeah. Just stop. Um, and Janet tells him that he needs to realize he's probably valuable enough already as it is. Oh. So with that, Jonas Janet, gets, you're the best, Mom. Janet's the bestest. With that, Jonas gets another glow vision mm. of Z- Sam and V-Fib as they roll a gurney down the hallway with, like, a wound in her shoulder. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Um, and as Jonas comes out of it, the gate is active alarm is going off and Jonas goes running. Yeah. Although, does the gate is active alarm turn on before the gate is active? Because the gate is kabooshing when he finally gets there. I don't know. The whole scene, the whole thing is... (laughs) Clearly, I've watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) 
and medical shows. I watched a lot of VR in my uh-huh. time when I've, I was younger. Yep, I've seen all of VR. And it's like they bring Jan- they bring Sam through on this gurney, and they're like, "Charge the paddles!" And I'm like, "She's still wearing all her clothing." Yeah. Let's just start there. And also, what are you charging the paddles on? You're in a traveling gurney. Do you have a portable defibrillator? Because I'm pretty sure the portable, like the that's a the, that's a bigger thing. Yeah. That rolls. Where's your crash cart? Yeah. I'm done. Anyway, um, the star gets cooshing when he gets to the gate room, and Jonas just yells that they have to scrub the mission. Sam gets hurt. I saw it happen. I love that he gets all the way through to that room with yeah. nobody like being like, "What the fuck, Jonas? Why are you running?" Yeah. There's no running in here. There's no. I wonder if in it's the like the, the you know the popular kids in high school. It's like I'll uh, just whatever. It's just Jonas. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Probably. Yeah. Um, in the briefing room, Jonas tells exactly what he saw. Um, mm. But Tilk points out the the Jaffa wouldn't be at the village for days. So how would you see a staff wound on her shoulder? Jonas is like I reasons. Don't know, but maybe they're wrong or they lied or we don't know for sure. But I know yeah. what I saw. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, "That's exactly it. You don't. We can't know for sure." Yeah, um, I feel like Sam's definitely like exasperated here. Yeah, especially because it's her we're talking about now. Yeah, she's like, maybe it's not even this mission. It could be weeks from now, and they can't second guess every decision they make. Like life is a calculated risk. Right. That's right. what it is. Um, and Hammond agrees, but still going to err on the side of caution is going to have Sam set this one out, too, just to be safe. So back in the village, as she 15 has swept the surrounding areas, there's no Jaffa. LRI is like, that's what I said. I told you everything was fine. Uh, Jack just wants to make sure that LRI and his people want this. Mm-hmm. Um, because not because of some prophecy not because of anything else, but because his people want this and they're going to follow yeah, through. Yeah, out of your own free will, do you uh-huh. want to be part of this thing? And LRI tells the story of last winter when there was like a little mini plague or something. Mm-hmm. And people couldn't work, so there wasn't enough Naquita. Um, and Mott just took ten sick villagers, including his son-in-law, and just murdered them in front yeah. of the whole village. Yeah, he's like, look, dude, I'd rather this than be murdered all the time. Yeah. Constant murder. So we'll follow through because we want to be free and Jack is convinced. Also, Constant Murder is the name of a song. <laughs> constant Murder. Got it. Chazen is not convinced, though, and he sneaks out into the woods and we see he has a little <clears throat> gold mini TV. This you motherfucker. Will. You know what it is? He's he's chafed from his gross leather overalls. <laughs> Just make him constantly unhappy. Yep. So, back in Jonas's office, Jonas is getting a little light sensitive and trying to read Precognition. Your dreams do come true. Written by W. Waring, PhD, hmm. the director of the episode, hmm. with a little picture of him on the back. Aww. I, some of my favorite little Easter eggs. Your dreams do come true. <laughs> um, but he can't really read because he's just migraine distracted and just then the medical emergency is announced overhead and he heads down runs into Sylar he has a badly burned hand and they were doing an Uh, overhaul of the gate generator and there was a power spike the capacitor blew and Sam was hurt too yeah I'm having a hard time understanding Sam's injury because she's burnt but then her heart stops I have a hunch that she just basically was electrocuted 
Gotcha. Yeah, because it, I think there's a burn right here, like as a staff weapon. So I think basically she got a bolt of electricity okay. sent through her that just yeah freaked out her heart the same yeah. way if you were alive and were defibrillated. Yeah, weird how that works. Um, but it's crazy turns, how nature do that. But it turns out exactly like Jonas's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but where it was cut off, not knowing what happens. Sam does live. They get her pulse back, continue on the way to the infirmary, because the burn Jonas saw was not a staff blast. Mm-hmm. Because his visions lied. Well, they didn't lie. They yeah, just I know. didn't, didn't interpret them wrong. <laughs> I agreed. So sometime later, Sam was is doing much better, bouncing mm-hmm. back well, um, and just, just feels a little overcooked is all. Just a little yeah. well done. Yeah. Jonas, on the other hand, is realizing that precog is really hard to interpret. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. That's all you. I'm not either. I wrote blah, 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 quantum things. Oh, no, that part I'm going to touch later. Yeah. Uh, Sam doesn't want to blame, like, this is not your fault, Jonas. Like, this is just, it happened. Um, But Jonas continues, like, he's always been Mm hyper-observant. He sees details and patterns that most other people miss. And he's wondering if his predicting the future is an extension of that. That he's yeah. just seeing all the patterns, seeing all the pieces, and he's able to pre-think of how where they're going to Because he knows where they're going, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't work that way, Sam tells him. You know, according to Newtonian physics, if you could know the position, the velocity of every particle in the universe at every given moment, you could predict their interactions for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. The concept of, yeah, if you know all the patterns... Then you can go, it's like if you are playing pool. Right. If you know how everything's going to work, you know how it's going to bounce off that side, bounce off that side, bounce off that side. If it's going to hit this ball at the right angle, where that ball's going to go. It's like a chess game. It's like everything. Exactly. Um, Jonas is like, so the future is predetermined. We just need enough info. She's like, sort of. Quantum physics blows it out of the water because the point is, because of the Heisenberg uncertainty principle... You can't know where all the particles, their position, their velocity, right. in order to make those predictions. Um, it almost sounds like there's just so many outcomes well, that even if you knew them all, the, you can't know them all. The, the catch is, and I'll get to in a second, mm-hmm. Jonas then says, so I'm seeing probable futures, like what you said. Right. And maybe... Uh, and you can tell Jonas is not getting a lot of sleep. He's getting ragged. Yeah. So I think I've covered the Heisenberg uncertainty principle yes. before. But for the people in the back, <laughs> um, if you're looking at a particle, like a light, uh, could be a particle of light. Sure. If you're looking at something, you can't know its position, where it currently is, and and its velocity, where it's going, at the same time. Okay. If you... the The more... The, the closer you get to knowing its position, mm-hmm. the less you know where it's going to go. Okay. The more you figure out which direction it's heading in, the less you're going to know its position. Because they're two opposing factors. Yeah. It's just... Got it. Yeah. And so that's the problem with the earlier talk about the Newtonian physics. You can't know the position and velocity of all the particles in the universe in order to make those predictions. Right. Because you can't know both the position and the velocity. You can't zoom in and zoom out at the same time. Yes. Which is essentially how I think of it. Because the more you yeah. know the position, the more you're zooming in on that yeah. one position, making you a little more blind to the rest of the... To where it's going and the direction it. it's going to go to. Yeah. So, 
Um, a German physicist, Werner Heisenberg, put it forth in 1927. <gasps> Heisenberg. Heisenberg. That's why it's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a similar concept uh, called the observer effect, which most people, including I, have gotten confused at the same time. Uh, it's separate, but that is the concept that if you measure something, mm-hmm. if you measure whether you're measuring its position, whether you're measuring its size, whether you're me- so- how- if you measure something, yeah, you are therefore affecting it or changing it. Okay, and so interesting. Yeah. So by me- by by observing something, by watching something, you are then changing the structure in which it exists in. Whoa. Okay. Even the concept of if you are studying and observing a pride of lions in the wild. Because they're no longer in the wild, now you're observing them. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. I understand now. Um, the fact that you've introduced yourself as another variable. Yeah. Got it. The fact that you are trying to go measure something's location will then possibly affect where that particle's position is. I'm with, I'm with you now. Um, and I think that also applies to this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Because you are obs- he is observing these now visions. Now he's changed them. And he's then changing the situation yeah. that they exist in. Predetermined fate versus free will. Yes. Yep. Uh, and it's also a fun note that Einstein really kind of had a beef with this idea. Whoa, I like it. Of, of the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. He actually had a lot of fun trying to poke holes in it. And him and Niels Bohr actually, like debated it back and forth with like mental problems that would have been fun to to watch i know i mean i wouldn't know what the hell was going on but it still would have been fun to watch and i see them like just like betting alcohol on it like a bottle of booze on it or something i'm done so back on the planet at night jack tilk pierce and lri are discussing strategy strategery um motland's over in that area lord applesauce is here and uh he usually only has eight or ten jafan because he never expects resistance yeah because nobody expects the spanish inquisition (laughs) and it's gonna be easy peasy for sg-115 yeah so then chazen comes in because he's gone and just fucked everything up. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Uh, and a scout ship then flies over and Chazen announced that Lord Mott has come early and he sets off a sun grenade. Yeah. Uh, he's very haughty and very cocky and he's it's like, just you just fucked up. Annoying. Yeah. So Janet comes into Jonas's office to discuss test results with him and he is on the floor with his eyes open, yeah. not responding with his yeah. nose bleeding. Anytime the, the blood is coming from the nose... is. Probably it's good no thing. good. If we learned anything from Stranger Things, yeah. <laughs> it's when when Eleven gets your a nose brain bleed. is bleeding now. You gonna die. So um, uh, this is where I had a moment where I'm like, these motherfuckers are gonna kill Jonas. And I think I may have yelled something at you, and you I was did. very unhappy. You did, and I was like, I have nothing to drink. <laughs> Don't kill Jonas. <laughs> so in a cell somewhere, Jack is like, you know, every time I wake up in a gold cell. I can't help but think that something bad is going to happen. You think? So Mott comes in on villain cue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mott, who I like to think of as poor man Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Which who would have known that there is a poor man Steve Buscemi? (laughs) Love you, Steve Buscemi. But your face is very specific. Mm -hmm. But it is. It's a poor man Steve Buscemi. Because he's he's somehow not even as interesting to look at. No, he's not. Um, but Jack's like, you've come to punish us for insolence, yada, yeah. yada, and literally says yada, yada. Yeah, we know this line. Get to it. Um, 
and he's like saying like it. at this point it's like when you're playing a video game and you skip the villain's yeah. dialogue it's like yeah 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 I know what you want what uh, are, hey, let's get hey, to the fight hey, scene hey hey yeah hey. <laughs> um and Jack's like save it like uh-huh. look if we don't report back on schedule yeah the Tokra are gonna wreck can we you get through ball. the cutscene get through the cutscene Mott basically tries to call their bluff right here though he goes look you're here because you people want to be the savers and want to protect the people of this planet. Mm-hmm. But if you go tell Ball, the people here are going to be fucked. Because yeah. that Ball's going to come back. Yep. So basically I can do whatever the fuck I want. Ha ha, I win. Uh, okay, so Teal tries the tactic of, well, if you kill Ball, then you're going to have to answer to Anubis. Mm-hmm. And Mont's like, yeah, I thought of that too, bitch. Yeah. He goes, this is your GDO. You people are going to give me the code. I'm going to open up the Stargate, open up your iris, the destroy Stargate command, and then Anubis is going to welcome me with open arms. Ta-da! I win all the things. And then the it's a pretty good plan. SG team's like, um, no. Like, it's really cocky, but it's a good plan. <laughs> it's a good plan. Uh, and regardless, Mon- But he underestimates the SG team. Never... Underestimate the Spanish. Ink. Never mind. The power of grace. <laughs> farts. The power of skulls. Fart. Things. Words. Uh, I don't know. I don't know everything. So, regardless of what's going to happen, Mott's going to go deal with the villagers first because they got to be punished. Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, if you spare me the GDO code. I'll spare you the villagers. No, thank you. And they're like, yeah, no. And he villains away. Mm-hmm. Might as well have a cloak. Yes. So. That he like hides his face behind. Exactly. So Jonas wakes up in the infirmary. Maybe he just does that thing like um, that new dog challenge where he puts up a blanket and then runs away before he drops it to vanish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if I tried that with Stormy, the second the blanket goes up, he attacks. <laughs> Because that is the game we play when I make the bed every morning. Uh, we would do that, and Kaylee's like, "Don't care." Yeah, I have no cares. I'm. Do you, did you? I'm gonna get get some food. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so Janice wakes up in the infirmary because he had a seizure, and Janet's like, "I'm not waiting any longer because if this thing gets any in your head any yeah. bigger, we're not gonna be able to take it out safely." Yep. And Jonas has another vision. This is a good one too. It's Ooh, a super boy. good one. So SG fifteen. The code is comes through the, the control room. So they open the iris. And instead of SG-15, blasts are coming through. uh, Shattering the control room window, followed by a shock grenade, more Jaffa taking out everyone in the gate room. Walter's dead. Jaffa carried through a giant fucking bomb. All the crossfire. Hammond gets the iris, like, closed, but it's too late and just stands there like a badass motherfucker as the bomb explodes. Hammond... Sad that it has to be only in flashback, but yeah. shows us the kind of badass oh, yeah. motherfuckery uh-huh. he that got him even, to where he is. Not even ducking. He's like, I ain't even worried right now. <laughs> this is how shit goes down. This is how I get to become General Hammond. Exactly. Uh, and then flashing Jonas out of it as the bomb explodes. Do you think he served in like Vietnam? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. he showed his badassery skills. Uh-huh. So he, at this point, he's scared of nothing. Because I'm pretty sure, I, I'm pretty sure they mentioned that him and Jacob, oh right, served together. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, so Hammond and Sam come up to the infirmary and finish Jonas's recounts the vision that he saw to them. Sam's like, we should uh, warn our people. Yeah. And Jonas is like, yeah, but what if sending the message is what causes that vision? At this to point, happen? he's hit uh, analysis paralysis where he's yeah. like, fuck, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Exactly. What the hell do I do? Um, and and and. By the way, Sam got better real quick. Oh, yeah. Sam's fine. <laughs> She's like, well, I've got my arm in a sling, but I'm good. Uh, yeah, I like that that's the only remnant of anything that happened. It's like, I yeah. just arm in a sling. I'm fine. The fact that she let her out of a bed hours <laughs> after her heart stopping. <laughs> yeah. Janet. Here's the thing. Did, did Janet let Sam up or does Janet still? Janet hasn't seen her yet. Exactly. And, and like the minute Janet sees her, she's going to be like, what the hell are you doing right now? <laughs> she like just, How the hell are you? She just stuck out and got changed. Yeah. Yeah. And Janet has no clue. It's like, no, 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 no. You get back in there. Did I say you can get up? Yeah. Did I say you can get up? I will put you down get myself. Get your ass back in that she bed. She just puts her in like sleeper. Yeah. Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sam wants to emphasize that the future is not predetermined. Mm. And in the absence of more information, which you don't have yet, the best thing to do is to follow normal procedure. Yeah. Yeah. But Jonas counters that we're already past on procedure because we're having this conversation. Right. We're all. Yeah, you're right. This yeah. is no longer normal. It's almost it's like we just talked about the observer effect. I've seen the thing. So I've changed the it's thing. Already, already. It's already we've yeah. already left the gift shop. <laughs> so Jonas wants to wait. He wants to see if he can find out and see how the Jaffa get the code Maybe he's just not trying hard enough to control his visions. And I'm like, Jonas, please, that's adorable. You're grasping at straws, dude. Uh, Janice, Janice, Janet <laughs> is like all the nope in the world. Mm -hmm. We need to get you in surgery. Um, Jonas just wants a little bit more time. Just a tiny, tiny bit more time for things. So back in Gould Prison. Yes. LRI's daughter brings in <laughs> drinks for the guards. This is my favorite part of the whole ep I'm going to let you tell it and then I'm going to share my thoughts. And then Jack is like, could you bring some this way? And then he sees what it's that's laced with some Calmino roots. She and gives him the face of down. like, shut your the fucking fuck? mouth. <laughs> because I don't know if you can see here, but I am staying sexy and not getting, getting murdered. Yeah, she is. And you are about to fuck this up for uh -huh. us. SSDGM. SSDGM. Mm -hmm. um, but the Jaffa go down hard and they're going to sleep for many hours because yeah. bitch saved the day. Yeah. And she grabs the keys, unlocks the door, hands him a Zat gun. Yeah. Um, apparently Mott is also attending to kill her father to set an example in town. Yeah. So they're going to try and get to the Stargate. I wonder what got her to this point. Like, cause she's like, oh, cool. And she wants to, these people will, will figure it out. Yeah. They'll help us out. Oh, fuck. These motherfuckers are crap. Yeah. Oh, fuck. This is good. Mott's here. Yeah. She's like, well, God damn it. I guess I have to handle uh -huh. this now. That's how that went. Basically. Down. Yeah. This is on me. I'll show you how it's done. God yeah. damn it. So, because she doesn't even seem to be phased, she's nervous. not fearful. No, she's just like, shut up! I'm making this plan work. This is the thing that has to be done right now, yeah. and I'm getting this thing done. Mm -hmm. So, back in the infirmary, Jonas has stolen a bunch of Teal's candles. This is the best Jonas part. 
Um, and is hoping to meditate his way to visions. This is like when you finally get a chance to use something for a legitimate reason, uh-huh. like that belongs to your parents, like a tool or, yeah. a, you know what I mean? You're like, I totally have to. My dad had a really cool calculator watch when I was little. <laughs> the coolest thing, because I was me and it was I the have a 80s. Cool cal- Can I just say, they don't have a calculator on this damn thing. That is dumb. They should have a calculator. Like, you can get a third-party one? It How is there not a calculator on my watch? So, my dad had this really cool calculator watch, yeah. and I was doing homework once when I was little, and my dad's like, well, here, use my watch, because I didn't yeah. have a calculator. And I was like, I'm totally, I need it, because I'm doing things <laughs> that I could probably do in my head, but I need to, I need to, I need to add. I can't do any math in my head. Oh, I could do math in my head, but I'm weird. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, eight plus seven. Um... I really, I do really good at like, uh, especially when I'm checking like our budget. Yeah. I can do a quick round off of numbers and I'm like, that's about 65 bucks. Yeah. And Jesse will be like, please hold while I pull out my, (laughs) my green visor and my money counter. And it's like, ah, yes, it's $64 and 23 cents. And I'm like, so would you say that's about 65 bucks? And he goes, shut your face. Only if you round up. Yeah. Done. No. Yeah. Up. Uh, up up is good (laughs) so um i also like the idea that jonas is like sat with teal'c while he's kelna reaming before and teal'c is like can you not be here please stop breathing so loud (laughs) because he's like okay i'm gonna see i'm gonna try my best to see her quietly but also i feel like jonas is fidgety oh jonas is super fidgety he's fidgety and he's like a loud breather Uh and then he keeps coughing and then he's like taking notes on the side too yeah and it's like can you fucking <laughs> um so anyway it it works he sees visions and he sees sg1 and sg13 jogging towards the gate and then he, they get to the dhd and pierce sends his idc mm-hmm. and then there's a staff blast coming and it hits pierce right in the back a firefight ensues bad looking fight right now teal goes into a rage teal goes into a rage he goes to try to grab the injured pierce and gets him tries to get him to safety but is hit in the back yeah and he tries to rise up he tries to go into rage mode with a face of i'm gonna kill all of these fuckers and then is shot in the back again and is killed yeah it's not good so jack is then alone surrounded by jaffa we do not see the end of that i'm assuming it Jack's doesn't be go killed. well. No. That's my theory. And Jonas comes out of it and he wakes up and he's like, I need to get to the control room, but then collapses. He tries to get out of bed. <laughs> and Janet's like, you need surgery now. Mm-hmm. We are cutting into your brain. Yep. And then she gives him the Razapam and that's the one I know. <laughs> yeah. I know that one. Um, so on the planet, Elorai's daughter is leading him to the path to the Chapo Eye, and she's like, please hurry, because they're gonna murder my dad soon. This is not going well. Back at the SGC, Jonas comes to, as he's being wheeled to surgery, he doesn't want to go yet. Sam, you know, meets him in the hallway, and he he tells Sam what he saw, and, like, what he saw is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So she rushes up to the control room. They dial up the planet to tell Jack that it's an ambush. Mm-hmm. And Jonas is then not looking good. He's in cold sweats in the in the surgery room, surgical suite. Yeah. Uh, he's confused, and Janet goes into mom mode, soothing him. We got this. Do it. Yeah. You're done. There's that, yeah. You're you gotta stop. You gotta stop. You gotta take a this break. is on us now. In the village. Uh, 
Jason hears Hammond over the walkie-talkie trying to warn Jack. This asshole. This asshole. Uh, and I, I love that he gets his just desserts at the end. He does, yeah. yeah. And he tells one of his men to go check on the prisoners. Uh, and in the control room, they can't pick up Jack. They can't pick up Pierce. They could be out of range. They could get the message, but they can't respond. The MALP isn't getting anything. Like, Hammond can't risk sending another team. If there's really an ambush waiting, all he can do is hope Jack got the message. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of sitting on their hands at this point. And they, as hard, like, I know Hammond wants to send people in there, but he can't. No, and you can't risk um, other people like that. No. So we see SG-1 and SG-15 approaching the gate. And the I just exact... remember that I put M&M's in my coffee. You put M&M's in your and coffee? And then I went, is that kibble? <laughs> What did I do to my... I'm really sorry, guys. This is very distracting. <laughs> I did never heard of someone putting M&M's in I their I don't know why before. I did it. I did it, though. <laughs> Were you trying to make, like, a mocha? I think I was just... I wanted coffee and M&M's, and I couldn't... <laughs> you just accidentally threw one... I just one. did both. It's like, it's like it's Rose at the end of Titanic accidentally yeah. throwing the... Uh, She's like, you the ocean into yeah. the ocean. I just... I, Carry on. Okay. My wayward son. <laughs> uh, so we see SG-1 and SG-15 approaching the gate in the exact same way that Jonas did in his mission. No! And in the village, we see the guy come back and tell Chazen that the prisoners are gone. And they yeah. sound the alarm. Yeah. So SG-1 and SG-15 are at the gate again duplicate of Jonas's vision. Everything is happening on cue. And you can hear the Jaffa war horn in the distance. Mm -hmm. And they take cover because the gunfire starts. Yeah. And in the village, Mont is pissed. I love this. Yeah. Mont is pissed that Chazen took it upon himself to sound the alarm without his knowledge. There's always some idiot who's like the sycophant who thinks he knows more than he knows and ends up fucking everything up. Not liked by anyone, including the guy he's trying to be uh, pl- pl- pleasant to. Like, yeah. The guy he's trying to show his allegiance to. So it was Mott's plan all along to let the girl help. Yeah. The Jaffa are waiting. It's an ambush. Uh-huh. And Mott starts ribbon devicing him. But then bitch comes out and just straight up shoots Mott with like, Jack's sidearm. She is my hero. Legitimately my I hero. Also like, I also love the concept that, that she got the Zat gun and the pistol and just gave the Zat gun to Jack and kept the pistol yeah, for herself. Yeah, she's like, this is mine now. Well, I love that she's like, yeah, I know that you knew. I did that on purpose, but I know that you know and I know things uh-huh. too, so now I kill you! And you're dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just great. So back at the SGC... Uh, in the OR, they are brain surgeon. Okay. Again, I'm yep. going to pull out my knowledge. Yep. My great surgical knowledge. Go for it. That I learned from Grey's Anatomy. And Dr. Strange. You cannot see into the brain <laughs> with just your normal eyes. Sure you can. You need the little... If you take oh. off the entire top of his head. You, you cannot... Like, okay, there better be a giant magnifying glass laying over the top um, of him. That's what I'm just, I'm just going to hang a lantern on this and say it is. Okay, good. Yeah. Fine. Um, But it sounds like she says that she thinks it's an astrocytoma, mm. which is unusual if it isn't malignant. Okay. And in my super quick and no way scientific wiki search, it says that those wouldn't be malignant because they basically only exist in the brain. Oh, okay. So I'll, 
if they just probably just saw a cool word. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it says Astro. I would pick it, it does. too. It does. Um, so on the planet, the fight continues. Yeah. In the OR, the fight continues. Yeah. Um, but his blood pressure is now dropping. They always need more suction in a good, in a good, in a good scary surgery. You oh, always yeah. need more suction. And then you have to just hang a new thing of O'Neg. Yeah. Because you're. I love that all the blood. shot of just like a random arm comes into the scene <laughs> holding blood and then it leaves again. This disembodied arm. Here's the question. Pretty sure they know what his blood type is, or is it not an Earth blood type? Oh. Interesting. If, if now, if you were Janet and you know SG One mm-hmm. is gonna need blood all the fucking time, they, she would just have it on. She stuff. would have each person's blood specific. That you they know what? Can take. I wonder if she has Jonas donate his own blood when he's healthy. I, that was the thing that could possibly happen. You just before each mission, you go donate blood. Yeah. for yourself that you may like need two hours before. Yeah, <laughs> donate some blood. Could Eat you some orange it? juice, uh-huh. have some orange juice and a muffin, and then you can go on your mission. But I guess that's my other weird thing is, like, he literally, him and and Tilk, they've evolved yep, they on don't another have, planet. They may not have human type of bloods. I'm sure there are H factors yeah. are possibly different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have weird shit. Does Oneg blood work for, I mean, obviously it does. They give it to him, but, mm-hmm. like. Would Oneg blood work I mean, for an alien? I mean, it's truly universal. <laughs> it's universal super. than ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Van Densen's got it, because she's awesome. Yeah. And I do love that they, again, pretend that Janet's not a master brain surgeon. Yeah. So Hammond takes the precaution just to swarm the gate room with a solid wall of I armor love this and armor. guns I've and never personnel. seen it outside of Uncharted, so yeah. it makes you really happy. <laughs> uh, even the corridors leading from the gate room yeah. are just armor. It's like, nobody's getting through here. And so they get SG-15's IDC. Uh-huh. They can't raise anyone on radio. But at the same time, if they don't open the iris and it's actually SG-15 and SG-1, they're just going to get killed by the iris. Yep. So Hammond opens it. And we get some drama shots of dun, all the men waiting. Dun, dun. And then yeah. it's SG-1 and FG-15 that comes through <laughs> with some wounded men. And Jack wants to immediately head back with SG-3 and 10 for some unfinished business. I like the this slow improvement of effects where we actually see people come through the gate now. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not so jarring. Yeah. Which and, is really um, cool. He's like looking around and he goes, did you, were you expecting someone else? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've missed part of this story. Sam will explain later. Yeah. Um... And I do, I do kind of, again, like that uh, we have enough faith in this that we don't have to see them going and killing yeah. Mott and all this. Yeah, it's like, like hey, this happened. Yeah. The, that, it's like, hey, this is part of the storyline, but the more important story yeah. is right in here. Exactly. Uh, they can easily take care of Mott and his Jaffa that are left. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so later in the infirmary, Jonas is doing good. Giant head bandage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's reading, it looks like, poems. Yeah, it's like, dude, is that what you want to do when you just got brain surgery? How yeah. about, like, just watch some TV? Watch some TV and yeah. eat ice cream or yeah. something. So Sam has read the post-op report. The tumor looks looked like normal brain tissue, but the neurons were five times more densely packed. It's the dark matter version of brain tissue. <laughs> Which does not happen naturally. Yeah. So definitely near T. Yeah. Um, but there's no more visions, which is a little sad for Jack. He was hoping for some lotto numbers or yeah. a trip to Vegas. Yeah, he, he was envisioning the movie Rain Man yeah. with him and uh-huh. Jonas, uh-huh. where he gets to be Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, also, Jack and Jonas sounds like a clothing brand. It does kind of. Like, hey, what's the, I like those pants. Where did you get those? Oh, they're Jack, Jack and Jonas. Jonas. So the planet is going good. There's going to be a huge celebration in their honor soon. We're going to bring the food. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet then comes in because visiting hours are over. Jack tells him to get well soon. They need him out there. Yeah. And Sam's the last one to leave, and Jonas is like, is Jack feeling okay? Yeah, something's weird. Um, and they're like, eh, we knew he'd warm up to you eventually. <laughs> and Jonas contemplates the outcome of things. Yeah. Because it seems to say that the future isn't predetermined, but at the same time, they did just fulfill an ancient prophecy that someone predicted a thousand years ago. Yep. It's like, how do you explain that? The future isn't predetermined except for when it is, but also your fate is in your hands. Yes. And so I did do like a little run for our Patreon um, people, a little cast where I just kind of ponder this thought by myself, but I want to share it here a little bit. Um, So I'm just going to read back the sentence I wrote because I don't know how better to explain it. It's like... um, what you can see clearly, you have the power to create your own future. But further into that, you can see what you can see so clearly into the future and to what's determined or what should be. You can create your own path, but stay harmonious to the path that the universe wants. So it's like you have this free will, but you also see, hey, you have the will to fight this and do whatever you want. But you can also just not I took that in and listened to it and heard Hermione in the middle of it. <laughs> that makes me happy. It's, it's, this is this is where my brain lives. It's just this idea that, yeah, um, you have the will to make your path your own. Yeah. But if you can be enlightened enough to see what the universe is and what it wants, you can see that the path you choose can be harmonious to what it wants. If you know the candle is lit, yeah, the meal was cooked long ago. Uh, just call me Oma. <laughs> A.K.A. call me Oma. And uh, Sam's like, it was just a lucky guess, and we fade to black. The end! The end! Okay. Um, guys, next week, season finale! Oh, I'm scared. Full circle. My tummy hurts. And we are going to watch Full Circle immediately after this with the leftovers of bartender Nick and I's cake tasting. I'm going to stress eat some cake. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. It's going to be fine. Everything is fine. Everything is going to be grand. This is, I like this episode. I think it goes on my thing. I just don't know where. Okay, let's pull this up. Rankings. 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 Um, looking at my season six, I really like this one, but I don't think it goes on my top five. Uh, which one's Redemptions again? Oh, don't ask me these I know. Questions. I'm really bad at this. I know. Um, and, like, I should know this because I'm that person, but, like, yeah. like episode names sometimes are just, like... Changeling is the teal one, and then Descent is the one that I can't remember. Abyss... Oh, Redemption is the first episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... You know what this this uh, this ties with allegiance for me. I haven't okay. had a tie in a while. Uh, allegiance is the one where the two where we get the the the, the rebel Jaffa and the Tokra. Um, I'm sorry, which one? Allegiance. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this is this is going to tie with allegiance for right now. Okay. With prophecy. Um, um, Descent is the other Jonas Quinn one um, with Anubis and oh yeah 
It's like crashing in the Pacific. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, Descent might leave my list, but I don't know yet. Okay. Uh, um, okay, that's where I am right now. Cool. We'll see how we end this season. All righty. Um, next episode is Full Circle. <gasps> we'll see you guys next week. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. You can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. And find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash there's no place. No. But we there's love you no guys. Place Like Terra on Patreon. Uh, we love you guys. Next week, full I'm, circle. I'm very scared. We're prepared. Let's go. That's gonna be fine. Okay. It's all good. I trust you. That's no problem. Okay, bye.